You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Mad Men After Show. Let's hear that theme music. Thank you, Phil. No problem, John. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bing is for doing it. We are doing another AfterBuzz TV podcast for Mad Men, Season 5, Episode 7, Lady Lazarus, the title. I'm your host, John Comerford. I'm joined in the studio by Kevin Undergaro. Hello, everyone. And as always, from the from the booth. Producing. Welcome, welcome. There we go. That's Phil, Phil Spichek, everybody. All right, so Lady Lazarus, as I mentioned, Megan, back from the dead. It, uh, with that comes Peggy's newfound respect for her. Dawn's a little bit confused by some of it, I think. And more than anything, we see Pete wanting for something more and fe- ultimately feeling insignificant. I think I'd like to start there with Pete and his storyline. Yeah, and a, and a lot of people are feeling unsure of themselves. Oh, clearly. And the decisions they've made. And, 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 I, and I've said it from the beginning. Totally reflective of that time period. Uh, yeah. Of the, Here's what I know people know for sure. What's that? And totally reflective of the time as well. <laughs> Our iTunes comments and ratings. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, very Tell much. Tell us more, reflective. Kevin. Uh, I don't know how that reflects the times. I'm sorry, Phil. I should have a better segue. Well, but, but I can say this. I can say okay, this. Say we need... What? We need your help. Um, you know, one of the things you guys like about us is we, we go up real fast with this. Um, I, I know a lot of the other Mad Men podcasts, and there are several, are out later. Uh, we have ours up for you guys uh, for tonight, or I know a lot of you when you commute to work, or Monday when you're at work, you listen to us. Um, we don't ask for too much, but what we'd love is for you to go to iTunes and comment on us, and of course, to tell a friend. And about iTunes, we've seen some great comments. It not only helps the network with iTunes, but also helps us because we yeah. read a lot of your comments and we're able to address them and see where we're screwing up and what we can do to improve and even answer your questions. Um, so please, by all means, keep rating us, keep commenting, and by all means, tell a friend. And here's what I will say about the about tell a friend. Us. We're doing a big statistical check. You know, uh, We're doing some auditing here internally, as they say. And uh, we're learning that uh, we're finally figuring out, okay, where are the downloads coming from? You know, they're coming from all over the world. How, how many number of downloads we're getting? And in the time that we've been doing this, we found that we're getting quite a... I'm not going to say the number, but we're, we're getting a lot, a lot of downloads. And it's not because of promotion. We're not doing... One million downloads. <coughs> what? One, one, mi- one million. One yeah. million downloads a week. And it's, it, we haven't done official promotion. And that's by design, not because we didn't want to, but it's because you guys have been telling a friend. And by you guys doing that, right. that's how we've gotten to that <coughs> one million. <Right>. So uh, <laughs> keep doing your part, and we really appreciate it. Okay. That being said, Pete. Pete. And is it, yeah, a lot of people feeling insignificant. Uh, the, the, the tenor of the time is that 
things are changing and things are changing. There are people who like that. People like to roll with those punches. There's like people, to uh, step see, out. We're seeing people who who are loving the change. We're seeing people, people who, who are fighting unsure, it like crazy. And then the people f- fighting it like crazy. And this yeah. is what was going on back then. You had yeah. that that uh, post World War Two. Yeah. Uh, those generations. And right in the middle of the throes of a new one. And in fact, they had that that the the, the uh, TV in the background with the uh, the news report about the president. Uh, yeah, we'll talk Johnson about that because I wrote down some yeah. of the notes about it when we talk about Donna Megan, but um, it's all over, and I've been saying it every week. Every week we're seeing this is the old guard against the young guard. Um, But it was interesting, John, like all my notes relate to that. Yeah. The symbolism, and one of the ways we see that is, of course, through the music. Yeah, Don doesn't but, even know what music's being played, and 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 she says, and and Peggy, uh, excuse me, Megan has a great quote about that. That yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 uh, music is is always changing, and no one can keep up. It's always changing. Yeah, and she's almost comfortable with that, and that's someone who's okay with growth and okay with change, and of course he's not. But I don't want I don't want to get off. But what I what no, I was fine. getting to, John, is that you had. Um, Another take on the symbolism, yes, which I thought was great because it wasn't mine. No, uh, yeah, well, I took the cue from the title. It was Lady Lazarus, which I I, I equate, equated to Megan's rebirth as wanting to come back from the death of uh, not being an actress anymore and, and wanting something different in her life. And then I equated that with everybody else looking for something else uh, that their life, for, for whatever reason, is going into a, a death spiral, so to speak. Pete looking at his is not his life is not what he expected. Wanting something new, wanting something different, uh, and clearly that happens throughout the show. Everybody looking for something else. Nobody seems to be content at all with where they are. Well, here's the, here's what I will say. I'll stop you. They're not always, like in the case of Megan, she wasn't necessarily looking for something different. Like her father no, no, had to not, trigger not, that. Not and in, 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 the, in today's case with Pete, but, that but got tri- triggered by the... But she was clearly uh, resenting the fact that she did not make a decision about her acting. She said, I didn't even decide it. I just stopped. It just... But, but, but it's she also there is an influence from all these outside sources. Everyone, they may not have been happy, but misery at the end of the day is just as agreeable as happiness. And so at the end of the day, that's what they were. And yet now you have the guy, for in, in Pete's case, the guy, Howard, on the train telling yeah. him, okay, you know, you, this is what you got to do, um, blah, blah. In the case of Megan, her father, last episode, which we talked at length about, mm-hmm. you know, um, he planted the seed. Exactly. And maybe it's listen, and uh, I guess it but doesn't I, I, matter I, really. Uh, you know. Yeah. The but point is that the, the whatever, wherever it came from, whether it was inborn and she's always had it, or her father, you know, reminded her of it, or whatever it is, all of them, uh, they're hating where they are. That's what I'm saying. They're they're looking at death, so to speak, and they're well, looking you for know, else. Uh, he, even the fact that. You know, Roger of all people shrugs and says, eh, she's following her dream. And it That's was. That's admirable, he says. Yes. Yeah. And, you and know, he, and then he says, you know, I had no choice. I was told to do this. Exactly. And I was like, I grew up in the thing. And, and, and really that goes to your thing about the old guard and the new guard. The old guard is, uh, no, here, this is what you're doing. You just shop and go yeah. to work. Now, no, now and she has a dream And this was the beginning. Exactly. The beginning of I have a There's dream. There's actually choice involved. And, and what's, an, what's amazing about the 60s, the older you get, you realize. It was just the beginning of this, yeah. but even now, forty some odd years later, we're still we're still trying to figure it out. We're still trying to well, more the whole dream thing. People are just kind of, I I I think the percentage is much greater of people who look at their lives like I want to follow my dream. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. We're still trying to figure out how to arc- orchestrate our life so that it has purpose for us, rather than doing what we've been told to do, right. or doing what we're supposed to do. We're, we're trying to be at at uh, cause. Well, in the in the case of in the case of Pete. He actually, unlike Megan, he he's kind of wanted to do this. 
and he's wanted to be good at this. And he's he's been the perfect company man. Right. You know, to borrow a quote from uh, Jason Bateman in Arrested Development, I parked my car in the same spot for five years. I've been here overnights, nights, whatever. And so, you know, Pete's that kind of company man. He is, and, but and Go ahead. But just keep going. So what, I, what I'm saying is that in some sense, you know, if you ask him what was your dream, that was his dream, but it may not have turned out the way he I had wanted or something. Uh, maybe, That's my point. Or maybe that, that right. dream that he's actually now, quote, fulfilled because he's actually becoming whom he wants but is empty. Well, it's when not, he peels the layers away and he even hears from the insur- Howard, the insurance agent, who's like, yeah, that that policy you have yeah. is bullshit. Exactly. It's bull- The minute you die, forget it. Oh, it I don't believe that's company, true. It doesn't take care of you. It doesn't take care and of you. He's like, oh, I don't believe that's true. And, of course, he yeah. finds out, yeah, it turns out you were right. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting, you know. Uh, now, <laughs> all of our preconceptions aren't what we think they are. Right. They're, they're not going to lead to what we think. I got a new tie, and that was a new yeah, mistress. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> and basically that that's, you know, for him, yeah. it's like. And that's the only thing that keeps him going. Try something new. Yeah. Um. It was interesting watching Pete carry all the skis, just how clumsy. How just, oh, yeah, what God. Was, you know, for you guys, like, what was that about uh, Roger kind of... Yeah, you know, that, I, I was, why I was would Roger hoping they would that? resolve that a little bit more, just to give us a little bit more on that, because it really chintzy on the information there. It was well, almost he, like Roger was he, playing a joke. Here was for me, I mean, a, the, the, the skis symbolize adventure, right? Okay. You know, it's, it's some bit By of... By the way, but he's, he's awkward the, in it. the company head... You know, which is interesting, you know, obviously just uh, about thought and, and yeah. you know, whatnot. The fact that, yeah, he can't carry it yeah. maybe says that, you know, he's not meant he's not ready to be to the suave like Don yeah, or The Roger. downhill racer, he's not meant, I mean, I just used that because that was the bi- a big movie during the 60s. I think 70s anyway. And, and, and the other thing, you know, th- this didn't happen in the episode too, but it's also a nice way out. Like if had Trudy asked him, like, why were you out so late? Oh, because of the damn skis. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he was going to use it as an excuse. That's what you're thinking. Yeah, but why did Roger? Why did Roger acknowledge that? Where it's been all about, say, staying ahead of him and holding him I, down. I don't know. Is don't it the LSD? I, could, I don't know. You know, he's he's. I, Again, I'm not positive, but it seems to be he's taken a different approach with the whole thing. It used to be he was really pissed off about Pete and everything. Now it's kind of like he's stepping back and kind of being amused by it. Because they showed the blurb in the beginning about previously, you know, when, when yeah, Pete made yep. sure he said, Roger will keep me uh, posted on uh, the day-to-day so to, to, you know, p- assert his position. But now he clearly, he gives him the skis, like, hey, what are you wearing? And he's telling him, it's don't, probably don't worry about it. It's probably the LST. And then when he takes the thing and he goes, plus I got to see that. It's almost like right. he did it just so he could get have him look like a buffoon and he got to be amused yeah. by him. So you're still the court and jester. Logically, and logically, go out and be the bitch and do all the work. Exactly. I'm still the senior partner. Uh, yeah. Thanks for bringing me the money. Exactly. I think that's what he was looking Very at. Very interesting. Um, so. I thought I thought his exchange... Um, On the train? Uh, well, th- that was great, but even with, the, with, the, with Howard's wife. Oh, yeah, Beth. You know, she's uh, the, she, I, knew, I knew they were going to hook up when he said... When she said... You missed a stop sign. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Obviously, there's no stopping this. Exactly. Um, you're but a horrible driver. And then there's all that symbolism there. He is a horrible she driver. She said, you're an awful driver. Yeah. And she, t- you know, she said, you know. I'm new, too. Uh, uh, remember her discussion about hobos yeah. and panhandlers accosting her. Yeah. And, and is it not the husband who's a panhandler, really? Howard. Oh. And, you know, and, and, and maybe to some degree, Pete. Sure. Um. But also their exchange. Once again, the moon comes up, and yeah. I remember mentioning that in, a, in one of the, the previous the episodes. It was such shot a, of the earth. If the fact that we could see ourselves and see how small we were in relation right. to the whole universe, 
Yeah. I know tripped a lot of people out. It was a real big symbolic oh, moment. Because yeah. I remember that picture being shown to me by by my grandparents and saying how big and they had, had it hanging up in like their whatever like their den or whatever but it was like it was such a big thing for them to be able to see the earth in that way so and clearly it's, it's it, been weighing on them because he is feeling insignificant and it ties into the whole music thing about progress yeah. about getting ahead and and when she said um, she described his face she kind of likened it to that and said you know your, uh, you know, and talked about his eyes, the round eyes, and she said, and all that other stuff, unprotected yeah. and surrounded by darkness. <laughs> yeah. So, very surrounded by what darkness has job. We've seen the wife has become more like Lady Macbeth. Yeah. And, and of course, yeah. unprotected because who's who's looking out for him? Don let him get beat up. Yep. By you know. Yeah, and they showed that in the ele- in the previews again. So, so just very ver- there is darkness all about. Very interesting. And he's just trying to find a safe harbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and, a refuge, and he's falling for this girl and you know the actress from I Gilmore Girls and yeah and th- th- he talked about the hope they li- they they hang that little piece of hope and all that uh, what was the I can't remember the uh, alternate term he used but that little shred of hope just to take it away and that's and I felt so like that's what he is that's what his whole life is I mean I'm going looking at his life and, I, and he's supposed to have the American dream he's got the he's got the you know he's doing really well at work he's moving up the l- corporate ladder right. he's got the house in the suburbs he's got the wife taking care of things at home he should be happy as as a clam he should be loving life and it's not at all what he wants or d- it doesn't make him happy He's just feeling the desperation and the hope. He's looking for hope anywhere, even the slimmest of hope. Somewhere. I mean, I, I still see a lot of this today. In oh, our, yeah. I, what, because, but yeah. what I, I feel isn't as strong as the old guard, young guard as much. But am I well, wrong? Speaking of, I mean, Maybe it is. you know, they, they teased him and Lane's fight, right? Or they right. didn't tease that, but they, they, they showed, showed Don, Don and him in the elevator when he had his face beaten up. Yeah. So the fact that, you know, uh, a hit like that can take at any moment you know I think it's symbolic of what he's kind of going through of like oh my god I can be taken down by anybody Mm -hmm. and Lane who I thought was this weak character he beat the crap out of me yeah and that's life but do you think today well, it's it, I, we it's the old versus the young. Yeah, but but it's it's just a, it's a, it's the same it's a generational shift, but it's it's it it's just a different uh, conversation. Well, you, we just said it. We were talking about the entitlement. It's a it's right. the same kind. Of, it, think of that. The, here's in the '60s. Here, this is Megan thinking that now I can actually have a life that I get to choose. Roger saying I didn't get to choose. So think of that entitlement. It's only a tiny entitlement. Now I'm. A, you know, nobody gets to tell me my life. I'm going to try to have my own life. Right. Well, expand that out. Extrapolate that 40 years, and now you've got entitlement. Right. So it's it is an argument. It's just an extension of that and run to a gotcha. tenth degree. So incredible though, like the '60s. To really, what a shakeup. Yeah. From what from what it was, and it's all, it's all through this episode. We probably. Uh, coming out of the repression of the 40s and the 50s. Right. And then just the expansion and explosiveness of, you know. My dad always blamed the 60s for the ruination of this country. Well, I don't know about that. That I was mean, the big okay. thing. But, like but you could argue that it was the repression the, the that the caused drinking. the reaction. Maybe. Because that's what it usually does. When you push people far enough and right. don't, I mean, you're holding so tightly, you're only right. creating that expan- that uh, desire for true. something else. Or was it the fact that we just got to that point where we finally had teenagers. You know, we never had teenagers before the 50s. It was because we had so much affluence and then therefore free time. That's right. And when and life becomes about events and as we see today, video games <laughs> and everything else, is that where you kind of get into trouble where back in the day it was like work the farm. Well, it yeah. It gets dark, go I, to sleep. I think it's because we up. have 
that we we had we have too much leisure time and of course anybody who's been through the struggle doesn't want their kids to have to be through the struggle they just don't you just right. don't want your kid you to know, have we were to talking about that struggle. on mob wives john it wasn't yeah. as went after bus tv mob wives not quite as intelligent you know, of but discussion, it's the same it's the same thing but though it's true. because you don't want and, and that's kids. why you know you oh you know i don't want him to, to you don't have to i don't want him to work at 8 like i had to you know, let him have let him have time. Uh, to yeah, kid. I've had a and lot of parents tell me from you know my parents' generation that that was the biggest mistake they yeah. made with us. Yeah, we didn't want our kids to suffer like we did. No, but yeah, and because you and the pendulum swings too far. Because you gotta make them strive, you gotta make them work, so that they appreciate what they've gone through, what they've earned, r- and rather struggle, than what they get without having fail. to fail. Exactly, because if you don't struggle or or, or achieve. You, you don't. There, there's nothing to feel good about that you have because you haven't earned anything. How great is Crane, you guys? Crane, yeah. he's hilarious. <laughs> I even even love the uh, in the in the phone booth. Oh yeah, that he's was like great. what? He's like you came over to me, and then the response is you opened the door. <laughs> and by the way, is that not symbolic of Pete and and um, and Crane or what no? His his new chick. Oh Beth, you know yeah, uh, Pete and Beth. Yeah. So it's just great. And then when they got into that discussion, Their conversation, yeah, that was I thought very powerful when yeah. you, about Megan's quitting. You that know, yeah, clearly. You know, yeah, and I thought Pete, you know, Pete was really lost in that scene. The character Pete was just like, well, I mean, it's trying it to understand what the hell's going on. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's clearly evident, and and Crane, because of Pete, gets lost into. He's like, wait, are we talking about Megan? Yeah, are we talking <laughs> about Trudy. What, I mean. he's what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, tell me. Yeah, I don't even think Pete's really sure what he's talking about. He just, I think he's in this nebulous area of not knowing what the hell's happening. But to Crane's his life. so funny and he's shallow. Just, I love perfect. it. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's like, what? I don't know. He's like. It was majestic. You know. Yeah, exactly. He's trying to say, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> it's, like, it's like somebody asking him how he feels about it. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. But the, I thought the line from Pete was the best, which is, why do they always get to choose? Why what do they happens? always get to choose? And, and classic Crane just says, because they do. That's it. He, so he gets so you see that, because okay you see it. that Crane... Is that nebbish guy who's always going to go along? Yeah. He's never going to fight again. And he knows he's never going to be the, co- the one in charge to make the decisions and so Pete, to make things happen. And Pete is questioning it. Yeah, he wants to be. Pete and Peggy, ironically, because we saw them get together, yeah. you know, early on. We know it's the two of them are really the ones who are going along with the system, being victimized by the same the same at the same time about it, and they're the ones who are saying, "Geez, really? It's maybe this." Yeah, I'm not so sure about this. Right, this is interesting. Um, on the outside, wanting to be in, and then kind of getting a taste for it, and going, I don't know if this is right. Uh, so they're more uh, in the middle. Uh, like that we have the old yeah, guard, we have the, the 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 guard in the middle, right. kind of, and then we have the new guard. That's yeah. that's it's represented by Megan mostly. Yes, that's forging yeah. new ground. Um, should we go to Amazon, Phil, and buy some things to support AfterBuzz? Oh, let's and do if we, that. And if we do Are that, we skipping ahead to about 40 years from the 60s? Yes. All right, go if, ahead. If we fast forward, um, yeah. guys. Uh, you look at that, you know, those skis they had. Where would we get something You'd like buy them at Amazon, but here's the thing, John. What's that? You'd go to AfterBuzzTV.com first, and then you would see a banner on our site. You'd click on that. It will take you right to Amazon, then you can buy your skis. And you know what? It's not going to cost you a thing. Just actually maybe three more seconds, depending on how fast your internet is, wow. of your time. But if you do that, AfterBuzz gets a little kickback. We get to keep the lights on here, and on, in all seriousness, it's real, real important. You guys do it; um, every bit helps. I f- kind of feel so like we're public, public broadcasting. Yeah, we are. 
But we're, we're actually not, <laughs> you're not having a fundraiser for us, so to speak. Well, we no. are in a sense, but, so let me if I understand this. Uh, so if I want to buy something that a, at Amazon, yeah, whatever, so cl- I can go By the way, it doesn't actually have to be skis. Yeah, it does not have to be, it could be anything. Anything I want to buy from Amazon, I, I'm going to go there anyway and buy something. I just have to go through AfterBuzz TV first, AfterBuzzTV.com, click on the Amazon banner, then buy whatever I want, and, and AfterBuzz gets a little... We get a kickback, and nice. it's at no cost to you, the fan. Good and, deal. And so, honestly, if you have parents and brothers, sisters, best friends, any of them, uh, you can ask them to do it for us, too. We really appreciate it, and it really does it help. It keeps lights on. Nice. It okay. will what do we call that? Hippie communism? Or yeah. hippie uh, right. capitalism? It's hippie businessman. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. We have some it's st- Mother Earth stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm moving on. Let's, Let's talk Peggy. Uh, Peggy. I, you oh. know, I got to say, that was interesting. You know, she was so pissed off in the beginning, you know, just because, uh, you know, Megan, you know, I think that it was coming to the surface how Megan gets everything. She's, oh, she's, I come in early and she does, she just flies in whenever she wants. And then I just really like the turn in the middle of it when she, st- when she, when Megan finally tells her what she's going to do. And then Peggy really, she goes, you know, I, I take a lot of guts. It was, I mean, I thought that was a, a great choice for them to give her to actually say in front of people. When she first heard that she was quitting yeah, in front of everybody, Peggy, Peggy's face looked like relieved in a way. Yeah, it was a strange like look it, there. It's, yeah, it's like maybe relieved that, you know, I'm not going to have this one. Uh, right. Call me up. Right. It's interesting though. She made them, you know, Peggy. Yeah, she like, <laughs> yelled at the guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Megan's talking. Yeah, what's that about? That's about show some respect for a woman. I think or? so. I think it's a couple of things. It's like you know, I think she knows what it's like to be on the other side of that when people aren't paying attention to her. And I think you know, and and also it also asserts her position. Um, Tell them to pay and speaking to the other guys, Stan, very powerful. He's like, you know, he basically summed up her life. You work your ass off for Heinz yeah. baked beans. Exactly. Uh, and, and the so look on Peggy's face then was like, like, oh my God. That's right. Look what you just reduced me to. And by the way, forget Heinz and baked yeah. and just what what is beans. You know, wh- how many times do you hear that? Like when it's like, yeah, you get paid beans. Yeah, beans. It's nothing. You know, you work. And by the nothing. way, she failed at that. Yeah, she so how symbolic is that? that? It's even worse. That's even worse. Even so, worse. But to go from that, I mean, for, uh, b- previous to that, she had that when she had the showdown with Megan in the bathroom, telling her, "Look, don't put me in that position again. I don't want to lie to Don." And I thought that was a real strong scene for her because it seems like, I mean, she was arguing, like maybe the is that the wife? Maybe Don should have. In Peggy. Peggy. Interesting. I well, I just noticed. Here's what I noticed: is the dissolve. You the great dissolve from yeah. Megan and Don to Peggy and Don yeah. and, and Coolip commercial, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it was just like oh, okay, man. you know. And although him and um, Megan finish each other's sentences and yeah. just are, are so total easy, kismet, effortless. Yeah. You know, you just wonder if I don't know. I mean, but wha- the way Joan describes it, maybe she does kind of seem like Betty Draper. We know she's not. Yeah, we know yeah, she's yeah, smarter. Yeah. I, I she's more evolved. But, but that's how Joan views her. Yeah, but but Peggy had the right thing, too. Maybe she's just good at everything. Yeah. Because, let's face it, so what w- What we've seen of her, she is. She is. You know, she's just one of those guys. And the difference between guy. Peggy, uh, I'm sorry, um, Megan and Betty, yeah. is the fact that you know, she was she was in a print ad, whereas whereas Megan was failed at that, and now she's actually succeeded in this realm. Right. Betty never had that. She was never paraded around the office no. like that. And I also like the fact of um, uh, Megan has her stack of papers. She's like, I have a lot of work to do, but Don just said, hand it over. It just there you go. Stack of papers right to uh, Peggy. Peggy. Mm. Typical. Yeah. 
Peggy has to do all the homework. Oh, but I'm telling you, that test kitchen scene was great. So Peggy finally, she doesn't get rid of Megan. By the way, let's face it, she props to Mr. Belding. Oh, yes, that's true. In that role, yeah, after yeah, nice. Buzz's own, he, he came into Monday Night Raw, very big fan of wrestling. Actual and, name, Dennis Haskins. And nice really Dennis nice to Haskins. see a great role for him. Yeah, go ahead, Ron, uh, John. Yeah, uh, so we have that great dressing down of uh, Megan by Peggy in the bathroom, and then we have the, uh, she, uh, Megan is almost, be- she's crying when she's saying, look, I'm, I'm going to be leaving. And, and, and she says how much she appreciates what Peggy's done for her and all this other stuff. And, and then at the end, when she's so horrible in that, test kitchen with Don right. it's so painfully mm. bad mm. that I'm going even when Megan's not there she's there because I'm still compared to her that's what Peggy's thinking I can't I can't even do she's not even here and I'm getting I'm, I'm taking set of second fiddle to her and I thought wow that must be pretty painful you just can't compete even when the woman's not even there it was interesting was you know the cheese analogy which part I'm sorry when they did the taste test I don't remember. For Cool Whip, she said, you know, gorgonzola, like you have oh, one kind right, of cheese, right, yeah. and that prepares you for the next kind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's about progression and growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's all there. And, and Cool Whip, right, is... is an a, a, Non-dairy. A, non-dairy, so we're evolving past yeah, we're whipped cream. Yeah, we're getting out of the realm of... <laughs> we're getting into more processed foods. Yeah, we're getting exactly. the 60s. And how telling of how the times are changing when it's like you can't smoke here. Yeah. So even that is the first. Yeah. I mean, it seems like in this universe you can it's smoke like, anywhere, anywhere, in church, yeah, wherever you want. And remember how much time they took with that moment? Said you yep. can't smoke in here. And then they just, the, all of them were just so shocked. Right. And they just held on that. Right. I mean, it was a hysterical one. But B, that they stayed there. And, and it's, like, it's just the times whoa. are changing. <laughs> it was yeah. almost like the whole earth kind of tilted on its mm-hmm. axis for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Thought that was a very good moment for everybody. But but yeah. I like how Peggy went back at Don. Oh yeah. That oh my God. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Again. Huge. Yeah. And just like she dressed down Megan, that here's that's like wow. And remember she did that with the Heinz guy, but this time to Don. I mean what? And and no, but by the way, was she was right? Yeah, clearly. Do you guys but, agree? Yeah, I do. I th- yeah, I think she was absolutely right. And I think it surprised Don on more than one level because I don't think he realized it, who he was mad at. He was being the, you know, being the magnanimous husband, I guess, but, but he was no, confused No, well, here's the thing. I think, I, think, I think that uh, for me, as soon as Megan told Don yeah. what she had wanted, I think there was I, something changed in Don, and he was no longer a husband. He was he was a businessman. He was like, all right, you've got to go. And he, he did it from like... You know, as if he was at the office, and he didn't really. And that's why, when she's cooking and things like that, he doesn't really know how to act because he hasn't processed the husband side of this. He just only knows how to deal with it from the business side. You know. Okay. Does that yeah. make sense? No, no, I completely get that. I was just trying to th- remember how uh, my thoughts on that were, because when he was, when we actually, you know, she wakes him up in the middle of the night and tells him, you know, hey, look, I lied to you, all that other stuff. And the way he was processing that was very interesting. It was almost like she was coming to him as a father, like trying to get his approval, like, will you please let well, me do this? Yeah. Uh, she, did tell, she did tell Peggy that, you know, you know him. He's certainly not easy to talk to, and that's, yeah. that is the truth. Oh, he's no, not. clearly he's not. But, you know, it was, just, it, was, it was just, it felt like, that scene felt like, Daddy, please let me do this. It did. I mean, there's so much. If we're, swi- if we're switching over to Donna Megan, my God, I have so many notes on that the whole conversation. Well, I, 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 I'm done with Peggy. Before so we do, well, it's okay. interesting to, let's just talk briefly about Joan. Okay, sure. And as usual, she's the 
the one everyone just seems to go to. Yeah, I know, exactly. I know, like it's organic because it, you know she's almost human resources. She processes yeah. everything. Yeah. But it's really interesting that uh, Peggy went to her. Right. And then Don, Don went to her. There. What's the protocol? How do we do this? But I liked how Joan, who seems all knowing, was like, yeah, she kind of got you know, got a little gossip. She gets a little gossipy now yeah. with Peggy, where you know seasons ago. Never it was would. just oh yeah, it was just game face, just always, um, you know. You think it's cryptic. because she was gone for a while and she's just trying to get back in? And I think because Peggy's grown up, and I think it's all new people, and they've okay. they've bonded. But it's interesting. It does you know, seem to be the only one. Do she you does guys it. agree with Joan's take on which one? Uh, well, uh, uh, no, on on Megan is she just a, is it is she just another Betty Draper? No, is, I don't is think so. Dawn is. Did Dawn just pick her because she is another Betty Draper? And no. obviously, it's well, she's not. For one, a your children are enough, so that's not the same thing as Betty, and right? And uh, or you know what? I, you know what? It's a more she's evolved, more active in her. It's a more evolved version. That's what I mean. She's more active again in her speaks to what's going on. Yeah, about growing and about sure. music changing and all the different symbolism there. So yeah. it's the next. It's Betty two point is what it is. Um, <laughs> But it was interesting that she just labeled it that way. And you see the hurt in Peggy's eyes because yeah. she'll never be that. No. For him. Nope. She'll never be that to Don. No. But I think that's where Don's also mad at his decision because ultimately, I think, you know, I mean, the fact that they played out the scene well together, just taste it. Yeah. Not just try it, but just taste it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but how cute was that? And they were so in sync. And yeah. that's what he's kind of wanted, um, like, a, a, you know, a right-hand woman. Sure. And Next by the way, him. but you know what it got reduced to, you guys? Stupid husband, pushy wife. Yeah. By you know, by, so it was interesting. Yeah. Stupid husband, pushy, pushy wife. Woman. And is that maybe not what's going on? Don, in a sense, was stupid thinking she, he's going to just make her into an ad person. And, and, she, and is she, in a sense, a pushy wife? Because now... Uh, she's married to a rich guy, and you know, yeah. John, from our business. Sure. When when a, when a, a wannabe actress marries a rich guy, it's on. It's so now you can audition freely. Yeah. You're yeah. working with your coaches. You know, you're not waiting tables and trying to like pay your bills. Well, if they're, I mean, it really was re- reduced to stupid husband push wife. But that would, I mean, that they, I don't see them either, either, either one of them like that. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I don't certainly don't think he's a stupid husband. And she, uh, she doesn't seem. I don't think he's a stupid guy. I think he is a stupid husband. You think? Because that's why he's always failed. Sure. Well, I'm just saying. In this case, uh, uh, where he's not where crane stupid. Okay, but that's my point. Where is he being <laughs> stupid? I think he's stupid in thinking that she'd do this. She'd be an, this. she'd be an ad person. Yeah, I was just gonna like toe the line and become uh-huh. his, and and that's not what she wanted. I mean, he had. I, I just really love Don because he had everything. I mean, when where where's Megan? Megan needs to be in this meeting. Sit down right here and point, you know, just yeah. a straight arm pointing to the seat. It was right next to him. All this stuff when when uh, when when those guys can come up with the song, mm-hmm. he's like, Megan will know. Yeah, she'll know. she'll know. So and so he's groomed her to be this person, and there goes whatever you know, his cojones or whatever you want to call it. Just before we forget, I want to speak to the wardrobe in this. You okay. know, Megan. Uh, Megan was. Always in red, 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 red the whole time mm-hmm. uh, until she uh, makes the decision to leave. And then it goes very dark. Uh-huh. But it's red, which, you know, John, you know, symbolically is means blood, martyrdom. It's striking. It's just, it could mean a lot of different things. But right. I knew, you know, it could mean hell. It could mean the devil. It could mean a lot of different things. And um, 
the red lipstick. Yeah. And the blue eyes, you know, always. Um, it was so interesting to see her. She she had the red nightie on when she tells Dawn, right. I want to mm-hmm. move on, but I've ne- no makeup, and she looked she looked like hell. I mean, she's in a the night, beautiful woman. The yeah, but she looked like hell. I mean, she I give the actress credit because she had no makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see her, you see her in the when when they do their like wa- their famous walk of shame. Like yeah, the, exactly. The, you notice the progression of their entrances. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was this is the first time two shot. Then the they went to the feet when yeah. it was the last day of work. It was the feet. Yeah, um, this is different. That's what they, and I go, oh, yes. things are different. Things and have he's, changed now. He's was in black a lot of this episode. Yeah. And you even noticed John with the black gloves, it was a funeral. Yeah. I mean, it was this was like the end of something. And to me, not just the end of them or her working there, but I think also it's the end of, it's the end of a, a, oh, yeah. a lifestyle. Sure. And so then I noticed when she looked her best was when she was in the kitchen cooking. It was the first mm-hmm. time we don't see the bright red lipstick and the big blue eyes and all the stuff. She just looked like a pretty woman who had kind of come to her I don't sense know, she, of who she was. Yes. Rather than putting on this artifice, she's now she's right. at home. She's whereas, the, she's whereas the night before, she had no makeup and she looked like right. hell. And now, um, and you see a very the colorful kitchen, all the yeah. colorful pots or whatever. And she's cooking for him. Yeah. And it's almost this false sense of like, hey, honey, you're home. Yeah, exactly. Let me get that for you. But she says, yeah, you can, she says, you can fix your own drink. Yeah go fix yourself a drink or whatever and she says yeah don't get used to this so it's definitely a teaser precursor and, and he course, burns himself yes well she feeds something too hot too hot it's something too hot too hot he can't handle and again there's the red there's the devil the Goldilocks the you gotta find it just right <laughs> the first bowl was too cold now <laughs> it's too hot okay the third one will be just right and is that Peggy we'll find out oh. right well it, I hope so but but thinking of uh, speaking to earlier point John about yeah. LBJ right so Linda Bain Johnson is actually telling the um, the North Vietnamese that right. they should give up because it's futile. Yeah, uh, it's a war that they cannot win. win. And how John explain to us why that is just so ironic? <laughs> what do you mean? Did, why he's explain? Why he's well, saying that? Well, to well, while Matt Weiner has uh-huh. Linda Bain Johnson's speech, well, well, the news report right. talking about how Linda Bain Johnson is telling the is telling the North Vietnamese. That they're in a war that they can't win, right. and that they should just oh, worry about um, uh, Chinese welfare. That's right. Rather well, than winning this war, because yeah, well, nobody did win it. And and then of course there's also the the, the other context of this this war that we're in, meaning the old guard, new guard. It's, that that's fight. what it is. It's the old guard, and, it, and, right and, it's, and it's the old guard telling the new guard, yeah, in a sense, you, you can't, win, you this can't war. win this war. But the truth of the matter is, of course, they did really win for all intents yeah. purposes. I mean, you know, we pulled out. They well, they well that. You know, so yeah. that that's what I took it as. It's like w- that old guard was Don, the Don Drapers don't win in the end. We know that from history. Clearly. Like we know that the that the women get rights, the the the, the blacks get rights. I mean, just things do change yeah. in that thir- in the next say so many years. And so that's why it's it's so ironic because it's that it's it's basically Don and and and, and Roger saying, saying "Yep, you can't win this war. This is how it is." Yeah. And oh no, no, it's so wrong. And we know it all blows up in yeah. been in LBJ's face and in our country's face with Vietnam. Well, and w- also and it, it blew up in everybody's it, face. Right. That's what I meant by not available. Nobody really won. <laughs> well, I mean, we have just left. I'm just saying so many people right got slaughtered that it I I, I don't call that a win. I don't, uh, anyway, I think well, they won, John. To kid for the United for the no, as a whole look at discussion. Them now. 
What do they win? You're right. Yeah, no, you're right. But I think that with a lot of these countries who kick us out. It's like, oh, no, yeah. I don't, I'm not. I, I, I don't, no, I don't I agree. debate that at all. What but I'm saying yeah. is eventually, you, they didn't win. No, it's definitely you've won. Yes, nothing. <laughs> exactly. That's my yeah. point. Um, but the, well, but, but if you'll make your point, then I, I want to move on to the, the music because it's very important. Well, uh, you know, you talked about a lot of the, the symbolic things. Uh, talk about um, the elevator shaft. Oh, yeah. That's, that's something oh, you yeah. yeah. not speak wow. to. That was so Tell me about odd that. for a second. I mean, the, the, the elevator door opens up. Don goes about to walk into it, and he realizes there's no cab there, and it's just an, you know, the empty shaft. Just stares down into the abyss. I mean, Did he know there was going to... I mean, wouldn't that be dangerous? Is that how they, they were set that? up back then? That you could literally just open the door? No, that's the point. It's, it shouldn't have happened. There should have been a cab and, you know, stepped into the cab and then taken it down to another floor. But it wasn't there. The door's just open. Some freak accident. And that was the strange thing about it. That was like, whoa. And then he stares down into the abyss. And I'm going, well, I, I was trying... Okay, help us out. Because the only thing I was thinking was, well, that was weird. And it just came off of... Uh, Megan. Uh, Megan leaving to go have her lunch and not coming back. They, she, she's not coming back because she goes, you don't want to come back to this. No, okay. And it was I'll, that I'll long kiss on the lips, exactly. which we know is generally symbolic Boom. of that's the kiss of death, the right? Kiss of death. And then, and then the elevator door, and it's, like, and it's almost like the bottom dropped out from him or something. Well, I think, I think here's it, my interpretation would be that he can't escape this. She can go down and you know go off into whatever world she wants. Mm-hmm. He's stuck here. There's no ride for him to anywhere. So he's corporate America. Yeah, he okay. didn't get out. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't escape. Um, I, I would love to know other people's take on. She that. said, "Yeah, Megan, you're, you're everything I hoped you'd be." Yeah, Megan. Like so, he. Dawn. So Don and those guys who've always gotten the woman to fit in their yeah. little mold. Now, it's reversed. She's right. got a guy who's fit into her mold. You're everything okay. I hope you'd be. You know, a nice provider, so I can go out and act. But then he says, "You are too." Do you think you well, think it was he's seriously oh, saying he that? lies? Yeah, of course, because you see him at the Cool Whip thing where he's like, "You, you are the one who ruined it. She would have stayed and liked it if you yeah. didn't make it a miserable environment." You know, and and yeah, no. So he's trying to go along, but no, no. So, uh, but interesting enough, let's let's move on to. Of What's course, she picks out the right song. Yeah, and it's a Beatles song, but it's interesting. The song they picked was when the Beatles were evolving. Mm. You know, when they got past just being bubblegum mop toppers. Yeah, yeah, not just doing the pop. They'd gone into their experimental phase. And they're, they're, when they got into the hardcore yeah. drugs, the long hair, and it's it's really something. Yeah. There's no longer the innocent, uh, I want to hold your hand kind of stuff. No, and it leads to a great montage. But once again, it shows the times are changing. That's the song Megan would pick, which probably really wouldn't work for the commercial. No. Right, it's so, Beatles tune, so it's not the Beatles they so, were thinking about. So it's a little too, it's a little too extreme. Yeah, um, and which shows like the ad agency's not ready yet. Don's yeah. not ready, but that's where Megan's going. Sure, and 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 you know it was interesting. To, the old guard, new guard thing was also evidenced with the company that came in saying we want to use a hard day's night. Um, did you see the young gay guy yeah. who had the, the eclectic pinstripe suit, very Sears colorful, kind of thing. and then right next to him was the old guard, the old yeah. guy with the old suit. So, but uh, a great montage. Yeah. But what I loved is, what I love about Matt Weiner and, uh, and the, the producers is any other show, even myself as a filmmaker, I yeah. would have ended it on the montage. Yeah. I would have went out on that. Nope. The montage plays out. 
and then it's they go back, back to Don. They go back to Don, and, and he it's takes the takes the music off the the record. And out he goes. Yeah. But what about it, Pete? Did okay. you guys know what what it ended on? The the lyric. Oh it's no! Yeah, you were writing down the lyrics, Phil. Like that was yeah. Great. What do you got? Well, uh, just to give you, let me let me take a look at my notes. Um, okay. They're talking about um, you know this is not dying, um, yeah. this is not shining. Um, it's about being human, stuff like that. And then at the end, it's it, it ends on it's kind of what you know. I don't know if that's the exact lyric, but it's you know it ends right there. It's all about what you know, and he takes it off then because I don't think Don knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> so. How about Pete? We forgot to talk about this. How about Pete going to Beth's house? Oh. And, you know, meeting up with Howard and, you know, saying, yeah, yeah, I'll buy you some insurance or whatever the hell it is just so we can get to the house and talk to Beth. Is Pete but really 32? I don't know. Sure, oh. why not? I think he is, Phil, because I think guys, that was that was getting long in the tooth for those guys. Yeah. No, I think, I think so. Do you think he's younger? No, I'm thinking this because uh, it would just be very funny because, you know, Howard asked him, like, how old are you? Are you 32? And Pete's like, yeah. I knew it, you know, as if, like, it yeah. didn't matter. The age didn't yeah, matter. You just you, go off said on 35, Pete would have said, yeah, yeah, just get him out of there. Just to yeah. get him out of the room. Yeah. How about that, though? Freaking. And then, of course, she doesn't show up. But then the little heart thing in the montage, you know, she's putting the heart thing on the window. So we know we're going to see more <laughs> of her. Yeah, yeah. And then. That's about well, all I know. goes down and comes back up. It's nice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, um, it's interesting. To, uh, the uh, Talking about the old guard. And I'm sorry, I'm having a brain freeze, you guys. I know you fans get mad. We don't, we don't know every name. I'm just sorry. I did Mob Wives earlier tonight. Uh, who is the He's wasted? Who's the other Stan? The other um, copywriter? Ken? Uh, the other copywriter? Ken? Yeah, Ginsburg? not Ken. Ken. By the way, we've seen a lot of Ken. Yeah. Which you guys are mentioning. He's doing a great job. He is. I would would hazard a guess that Matt Weiner really likes him personally. Oh yeah. I think okay. so. When you start seeing a guy like that in a smaller role come yeah. up a lot, I might be wrong. But no, the other copyright, Ginsburg. the Jewish kid, Ginsburg. Yeah. So it was interesting that Don's like, why are you swearing? <laughs> <laughs> when he was getting all <laughs> yeah. crazy and passionate yeah. about the music. You yeah, know? And, and again, again the old guard, new guard. The old guard, new guard. And, and, and uh, when it came to talking about acting, he's like, yeah, it's easier for girls. And then he was like, do they give you clothes? <laughs> or do you wear your own? He's like, your shoes? And it's like, break a leg. It's just very interesting. Yeah, odd. Then they turn against Don. They're like, did he fire you? Yeah, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's, you know, you see in his outfits too. Yeah. The bright colors, the plaids, the yeah, mismatched the ties. Stuff, yeah. It's it's partly that he doesn't fit in. And then it's partly that he's, again, he's the... He's, he's the new kid. He's the new he's kid. Yeah, that new generation. you know, I have, I have Peggy for running that company when she's in her mid-60s. Yeah. At some point, be, you know, being some legendary exec, yeah. you know, because she's making all the holes and, and breaking yeah, off the ground. Exactly. Where did, so where do you guys have Ginsburg? Down the road. Wow. I even thought about that, but um. <laughs> I don't think he stays there. Well, I'm just saying in general. In, in, in you're just you're. Where does he end up in general? A guy like that, thirty, forty years later, is he? Does he become some whiz? No. Does he become so, no? No, he, he, he's almost like he's got ADD or something. Oh, like so you know, maybe more like uh, like a like what you see a lot of writers are that yeah. kind of quirky kind of. Yeah, and you know, he doesn't really grow past that. No, I don't. Really think so. I don't. Th- okay. I don't think he really. I mean, I think he does the. He likes the little, uh, you know, quip and here and there and come up with a copy. But I don't. He, I don't think advertising is in his blood. It's interesting when Don uh, goes to Joan and Joan says to him, "Oh, we'll just all have all the girls take her yeah. to dinner," and she said. 
She's not disappearing, is she? Yeah. That's like one of her last lines. Yeah. And then, like, but then she also says, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. Take care of it. So, because uh, she is going to disappear. Anyway. All right. So. It's it's going well. F- Phil, maybe we go so to commercial. And then, oh, we? no, wait. We have something to tease, Phil. Tease it, baby. Oh we God, we do. Right. So, we've been teasing it for a while, right, guys? That's uh, right. For those of you who've been listening, uh, Allison Bree who plays Trudy, who I really would have loved to see in this episode, to see her reaction to Pete. But nevertheless, um, our own Catherine Tulich, who is missing, in case you guys haven't noticed. From the L.A. Times, yes, Catherine Tulich. Catherine Tulich well, right now she's doing a the big deadline for the Washington Post. So ah. she does a lot. She, she does, uh, she does a lot of huge things. And, uh, but she got to interview Alison Brie, and you know she's promised that she'd get it to us. She really wanted to be here when, she, when we did. But she feels bad because she missed a few episodes. So, and th- so she sent it to us, and she really wants us to play it. Therefore, we will right after this. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Alright, guys. And we're back. We are. You guys ready to play? Yes, please do. Let's All right, so, uh, so this Bree will be way more interesting if you're just listening to it because uh, we have no accompanying video. Okay. But so we'll, here we we'll go. sit here and... iTunes fans enjoy? I know we need to talk about this movie, but just for a second, yes. can I... I'm obsessed about Mad Men. Uh, I know the new season's just started in Australia as well. Yes. How much fun has it been to come back and... Oh, it's so thrilling. The work there is so rich. It's like an actor's dream. You get over there, you're in amazing period clothing and hair and the material is just so full. You can be doing a, a scene that's half a page long and yet so full of, of everything. Yeah. And your character is kind of like losing it a bit. Like, looks like from the she first She had in that episode. Yeah. It's a, she's <laughs> taking a turn. Uh, at first, I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but I also thought it was great to see that side of her because we're used to seeing Trudy being very superficial, and for a while you sort of wondered if there was more to her, and I think it's kind of a great sign that she's embracing motherhood and is kind of letting some of that superficiality go. Yeah. Do you feel like comedies are more... Just to stop it, they're talking about the episode um, from this season, season five, you know, when they all had the dinner party, so right. I just wanted to clarify that. Here we go. Thank more your thing than... Lately it has seemed yeah. that way, yeah. but I still love drama. I love both. I really love both. Mm. Um, comedy, how can you deny? It's so fun. So mm. fun to do. So how much fun did you have? And British accent, how tough was that? It was tough. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. Luckily, I mean, it was great to have Emily. She was so wonderful about working with me and helping. She made some tapes for me as well. And it, um, it, 
it was great to have that sort of guideline because I didn't want to do just a general British accent, but I really wanted to sound like Emily and even sort of copy some of her cadences so that we sound like sisters and not just like a girl and a girl doing an accent, you know? <laughs> uh, so that was a challenge. But overall on set, it was so fun, so fun. Everybody was wonderful. But you guys actually even look like sisters. I mean, Thank you. Really you. That's in. an amazing compliment. <laughs> uh, my mother said it too the other day really? and I was like, well, now I know it's true if my mom thinks we look alike. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, your mother is a great Aussie actress, Jackie Weaver. Oh my gosh. She was great, yeah. Jackie. Oh, she, this character for her, she's so fun on set. So fun and amazing. It would tell us just the best stories between takes she would suddenly just tell us the best stories and then she plays this character scary almost <laughs> character uh, which it, although it was kind of funny it was great because you see the way um, that she is with Emily's character and the way she is with my character and some of that stuff got cut down but there was sort of we whole played in this whole Thing that like I was sort of the favorite daughter even though my character keeps sort of messing up her life for some reason she's just the favorite and even though Emily's like doing everything right her mom's always on her about just get married already and just do this so that was yeah. a fun dynamic to play because that was what's great about your character is kind of like oh my god she's doing it like just it all she happens just falls into the, like into everything yeah, and then it works married, out perfectly she's got kids she's suddenly got her kids. husband has an amazing job it just all works out I know and your poor sister <laughs> Emily is like trying to deal with this Did life it, yeah but that's the lesson, isn't it? It's like, yeah. well, if you just take what life gives you and you just embrace it, mm -hmm. then it can work out great. But because they try so hard to control it, right. it's much more difficult for them. Yeah, I guess that's the lesson, right? Yeah. Just let things happen? Yeah. What, what do you think? Do you think it's kind of like about just letting things happen? Or? I do. I yeah. think it's about trying not to make everything perfect and, and trying not to control everything so much. And, and when you make a decision to just follow through and just go with it. Yeah. But I mean, th I thought what was really interesting too is that in this film, you know, Jason kind of has to be the one that gives up the career yeah. and has to totally change. It's kind of an interesting dynamic now between men and women because traditionally, like back in the Mad Men days, yes. women would never be, the, would always be the one to give it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's, kind of great being a woman uh, <laughs> yeah. I agree with this contemporary lifestyle uh, it's a it's a cool thing and it's a, and it's a great it's great that they explore it in this film because it's very true to, to what's happening now and and I think we see it more and more yeah. so it's nice to see it reflected in the film hopefully a lot of people will be able to relate to it so you get to play the 60s and you get to play a woman now the best of both worlds isn't it <laughs> <laughs> great thank you yes thank, thank you. you love you so, so there, you there go. we go Alison Brie Yes. Trudy in Mad Men. Uh, I'm sure we're going to find out how she feels about. Uh, well, at some point she'll she'll learn something from Pete. Uh, I don't know if she'll learn everything about what happened and what he did with Beth and everything, but I'm sure there will be repercussions there. So we'll we'll bring Trudy into that. I'm sure. So that being said, I think that will take us right to predictions. Yes, it will. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, I have to say I'm most interested in the in the, how the the whole Megan going off to be an actress is going to affect Don, because I think we just saw the tip of the iceberg when he flew off the well, he didn't fly off the handle, but when he kind of laid into uh, Peggy there. So it's gonna I'm, I'm gonna see how uh, how that has repercussions at work and whether or not their their home life gets. I mean, obviously, it's, I, I would imagine his home life's going to get worse because everything gets worse. <laughs> I think so too, and I think uh, you know talking. You know, in lieu of what you're saying about Alison Brie and, yeah. and her character Trudy, you know, we know 
at least from what it appears, I know they're they're very cryptic. But if I got anything yeah. out of all the previews that I've seen, it's this: that Beth will in fact be back because he's calling her. Yeah. So I I really think she's going to be back. Yeah. So. Definitely. So that'll we'll see get get to have a nice uh, story arc with that. But I I'm just you know because again you know Trudy's got this, just like everybody on the show kind of has this idea idyllic kind of. A sense of how uh, their life should be, and it's going to come crashing down. Because <laughs> everybody does. <laughs> At least right now that we've seen so far, anyway. Nobody has anything going on that works. Kevin, so your you thoughts? got any predictions? Predictions. Uh, we are going to continue to see the old. It's because we've seen it every week. We're going to yeah. see the old guard versus the new guard, and uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say. Old guard, yeah, may get the win this season, and then is gonna just be trying. Yeah, they'll next have season. their they'll have their last hurrah. Yep, as everybody does. Because you know we we'll have to wait until the seventies before it really changes. Right, it just really started to boil over in the sixties. Oh, the hangover. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. That anyway, really that's changed. what that's what. Then, I see. It, then the me generation starts. Yeah, old guard is like, uh, what the hell happened? Yep. We see Bert in the next uh, episode, and I love whenever we see Bert Cooper because, uh-huh. you know, last time we saw him, he was like, don't mess with my business because this isn't my business. Yeah. And, and so... Everybody's yeah. leaving. And yeah. What was the yeah, thing he, he said, said yeah. And, and it's true. I guess, you know, if you really look upon that line, everybody is kind of leaving. Yeah. You know? They are. But uh, and, and speaking you're on a love holiday, what did he say? You're all lovesick, right? Love, yeah. Or lovesick or whatever, yeah. Are so we leaving, sorry. John? Yes, we are leaving. So thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Remember so, to go to iTunes and go comment, iTunes. please. Yes. And buy And go to our website. If yeah. you're going to buy Amazon, tell go to our website. And tell a friend. Come back next week. Thank you very much. And hopefully we didn't talk over each other as much. We get that. We get that? that. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, and Kev, where can they find you? At Undergaro. That's on Twitter, of course. Yes, of course. John. You can find me at AfterBuzz. And you can find us at AfterBuzz TV too. And we, John does some other shows uh, currently on hiatus. But you know, if you want to check me out on Revenge, feel free to do so. Yeah, and John doesn't do Mob Wives, and he doesn't do <laughs> Pauly D Project, but I do. But Kevin does. That's right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.